0: Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 117 of Be With Me, a chronological walk through the Gospels. And we are in Mark chapter 3 about the kind of final calling of the 12 disciples. I'm going to um, title this that 12 called to be with him. So let me read, and then I'm going to discuss uh, about this office. The 12 apostles... This is Mark chapter 3, verse 13. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came. And he appointed twelve whom he named apostles, so that they might be with him, and he might send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. And he appointed the twelve, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James the son of Zebedee, and John the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder, Andrew and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew and Thomas, and James the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Then he went home and the crowd gathered so that they could not even eat. And when his family heard of it, they went out to seize him, for they were saying he is out of his mind. So the amazing thing is, is that God comes down and calls any of us, that any of us are desired. And even when he knows us and he knows our hearts and knows that we are not holy people, he still desires us and still comes to rescue. So that's kind of the big awe part of this. So he names disciples. Um, just a couple of observations there. There's uh, two sets of brothers. There's actually two Simons. Uh, Simon the Canaanian, uh the zealot. And he is not confused with Simon Peter because Peter was kind of called Peter from there on out. And the big amazing thing was that Judas was included in this group of 12. Then he excludes himself from that group of 12. And then Acts chapter 1 actually fills the office of of Judas by a man named Matthias. And uh, they, at that time, quote, Psalm 109 uh, which says let another take his office so we are to understand these apostles, these 12 apostles as occupying a very important office and what he's doing here is he's future proofing the organizations because what will what will happen to the organization after the leader that is Jesus uh, dies and these people are going to outlive him they're all going to go to their graves. Uh, in martyrdom for for the Lord. And think about this, that, that this appointment that we're discussing here today and thinking about is a new organizational structure. It dumps on its ear the organizational structure of, uh, the, at least the religious structure, that has been around for thousands of years. And it is just an absolute rejection of, uh, of the old way and sort of a new renewal of a new way. That is the whole uh, sacrificial system with the with the Levites and the the teachers, the rabbis, and they are re- replaced just by this. I was going to say rabble, but here's the thing: is we have to really, really respect these guys. Listen to this in in Revelation that there's this new Jerusalem coming. This is one of the last things to happen in the whole Bible, that uh, Jerusalem comes down out of heaven from God in Revelation chapter 21. And then they're going to describe, there's three gates on the east and north and south and west. And on the wall of the city, they had 12 foundations and on them were the 12 names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So, When we have this new world, this new city that we are going to live in, the new Jerusalem, on the wall, on the decoration of the wall, are these guys' 12 12 names. So I don't think that we can underestimate the importance of the foundation of Christianity upon these 12 uh, uh, men. So... the let's talk about what makes this special and they they are sent out but before they're sent out they're sort of sent in that is to tabernacle with god that is to dwell with jesus and then they get to be the sent out ones but first they get sent in so they can kind of soak up jesus and have uh you know ammunition to go out into the world we kind of talked about that when we were thinking about why does Jesus go to a desolate place? Because his day was going to be busy, and he was going to do all kinds of crazy stuff with demons. So um, I think this is a, a foreshadowing of what's in store for us, that we get to you know, be with Jesus. These are the last guys that get to sort of physically be with Jesus for a long period of time. But do you know who the next people are? that get to be with Jesus for a long period of time, it's us, It's we get to live with Jesus in heaven forever, in this kingdom, so it's it's an advertisement, I think, for heaven. And then the last thing that happens here, which is kind of fun, is uh, that his family, when his family hears about it, when he sort of has finally gathered his whole organization and turned, uh, the Jewish world upside down. And when his family heard it, they went out to seize him. For they were saying he is out of his mind. And in John chapter seven it says that not even his brothers believed in him. It leaves Mary off the list and Joseph off the list. They everyone everyone thinks he's dead by then. All right. So this could be me, ladies and gentlemen, that the Lord is calling and it is us. And we get to candidate for this so similarly, with Lord, pick me, send me, call me, have, you know, gather me close, and then send me to love and serve and preach and share and and all those things. So let's admire these people, these founding fathers of uh, Christianity. They're they're on the wall. When we go to heaven, their names are going to be inscribed on the wall. It's just amazing to think about. Thanks for listening.